Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Whitney Nelson. How are you? I'm doing good, doing good. How are you? Pretty good. Uh, I was told that Bren might make an appearance. We'll be seeing if he'll be showing up. But uh, yeah, this is a video game podcast for anybody who's new. Uh, hopefully you're a returning listener. But yeah, I guess we can dive right into like what kind of games we've been playing. Is there anything that's been new on your plate? Uh, yeah, so I, uh, last we talked, I was in the middle of L.A. Noir, and I got a little bit further in that, but then I jumped over as soon as, uh, God of War came out, which I have played none of the previous God of War games, um, but there were so many across-the-board incredible reviews for this one before it came out that I was like, I gotta play it, and then Definitely. I saw multiple, um, I think Polygon and then one other place said, you don't need to know the previous stories to enjoy this one. Um, and in fact, one review that I said said you might actually enjoy the game more if you don't remember. Like, even if you've played the previous games, if you don't remember what the storyline was, you might enjoy this one more. So I felt like I could just jump right into that. And so I've basically been doing that ever since. <laughs> oh, nice. That's fantastic. So how yeah. far do you think you are? Um, It's hard to say because it's one of those that has... I. I bet you could beat it pretty quickly if you just stayed strictly to the storyline. Um, right. Like, like, I feel like I'm about a third of the way through the game as far as story goes, but there's also whole areas that I haven't explored yet that are not pertinent to the story. But, you know, it, it really depends on if I want to be completionist or if I'm in the mood for the story, if I'm going to like go and find all the chests and all the masks and all the whatever that you can collect and um, do all those things. Cause like you have to get a certain, you know, the more chests you get, the higher your health level goes and the higher your rage level goes and all that kind of stuff. But so far I've been pretty sti- uh, closely sticking to the story rather than going off and deeply exploring new areas and stuff. And I feel like there's some things that I can't do yet that I know I'm going to have to backtrack for once I get a certain skill um, like there's chests I haven't been able to open and I don't know what will open them, but that I don't have it yet, whatever it is. So, um, so yeah, I, I, it's really good so far. It's a gorgeous game. The art is incredible. Yeah. That's one question I asked. I want, I was meaning to ask you is, are you playing this on a regular, like OG PS4, so to speak, or one of the PS4 pros? Um, I am, well, I, I have a PS4 Pro, but it is not currently hooked up to a 4K TV, so... Oh, that's understandable. I, I'm, I'm losing the 4K-ness by having it not hooked up to a 4K TV right now, so... But you're one step ahead of, like, me, for instance, because I still have the OG PS4, and it's like, even if I got a 4K TV, I don't have that ability, so it's you like... You can see the difference, yeah. Yeah, so it's like half a dozen one way, six the other. I think I said that <laughs> exactly. backwards. <laughs> but, regardless. Um, but no, that's really cool that you're enjoying that game. Someone on our podcast is playing it. Thank God, because we need to talk about it. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, what I will say is I f- I'm finding the controls super frustrating. Like, I don't think they're, they don't feel super accurate. They're a little bit clunky to me. And from what I hear, previous God of War games were a little bit more almost like Assassin's Creed-like, where there was a lot of, like, traversing the the landscape. And you don't do that one in this one. Like, you can't jump unless you are in front of something that you can interact with. Oh, wow. But you used to be able to kind of, like, parkour your way through God of War, I guess. And you can't in this one. And I feel like I maybe understand why they did that for this game, but I also feel like it made the the actual movement controls like the fighting is great. The fighting controls are great, but but the like jumping and climbing and can I actually 
get into this area or can I not? Am I not supposed to? And not, not being able to figure out if you can jump onto this ledge or if you can't jump onto this ledge takes a little while to figure out. And I don't feel like it should take a little while to figure out. So that's yeah. honestly my only complaint so far. Everything else I've really enjoyed. That's like a mechanic thing. And I feel like Horizons Zero Dawn did it really well with like certain like um ledges that you could jump on were like highlighted with like chalk or something and you'd see like a white outline and it'd be like oh well clearly i can go here so maybe that's something they were lacking in the design well, or they wanted it, it, it to be tough it does have that and i i ended up having to and maybe this is the fault of me not having a 4k tv but i ended up having to turn the brightness way up and then you can see there there is like gold painted onto ledges um, that you can jump onto, or if you can like climb up a crack in the wall, it'll have little tinges of gold in it. But I didn't see that at first, so it took me about 15 minutes of trying to figure out if I could climb up onto a ledge or if I could jump down into a thing before I actually like figured out what it was. And I think okay. that's so like the design is actually there once you get into the game and you get used to it, but it's still not super smooth. And it shouldn't have taken me that long to figure out that there was gold, and now I had to turn up the brightness. Beyond what they said when they're when they do the little like setup of, you know, adjust your brightness so you see the logo just barely and that kind of stuff. I had to go way higher than that to actually be able to see the gold, but that could be the fault of my TV. Oh, that makes sense. Well that's interesting explanation. And one thing that you mentioned earlier was like not being able to jump. I had a friend who was like, not being able to jump is a deal breaker for me. Um, for certain <laughs> games. And I, I totally get that. I don't know. And I did play the original God of War and it felt very more hack and slash kind of in the sense, not like Dynasty Warriors where like thousands of enemies are being thrown at you, but just like very, I don't know, the controls were fluid and gory. So that's, I can understand it's probably a little more clunky as you described it. So I'm eager to yeah. try to get my hands on this game myself. I think if I'm not mistaken, Bren is available. So let's see what he has to say. Oh God, it's the eve of infinity wars and la is creaming his pants over it and yep I'm, I'm hoping to avoid spoilers for as long as i can do you have tickets to go see it no i i think i saw the last harry potter at a midnight release my buddy got like one ticket at a radio contest or something and that's the last midnight release for a movie i'm going to it just the crowd was even louder and more obnoxious than usual and they ruined the movie for me Oh, we so, just had a crazy discussion about that <laughs> off air. Yeah, the fucking hype of people and just hooping and hollering at inappropriate movements just immediately kill any emotional tension. So, yeah. Uh, and my dad's coming out next week, so I'm probably going to I'm gonna take a few days off of work and probably go see it with him during the day. Nice. Uh, uh, PSA, though, listeners, be respectful at your movie theaters. Continue. Please. Uh, <laughs> so, PSA to that, don't be a cock. Just don't be a piece of shit. It's obvious you know how to act in a movie theater, and it's not at all. That's a much more elegant way of saying it. It's, it's, um, just, it's one of my biggest pet peeves. Just be quiet. Maybe clap at the end if you want to. That's have you guys up to you. have you guys been to a draft house, an Alamo draft house? I no. don't think I have. Oh, oh, it's glorious. Is it like a Rocky Horror sort of like where everyone's involved with a movie sorta? No, it's the opposite. They're oh. they're uh, a movie theater chain. The first one was in Austin, and they're yeah. they're run by basically a guy who's so into movies. And the number one rule is, if you talk or you pull out your phone, you will be warned once, and then you will be ejected from the theater without a refund. 
Ooh, and I like that. That's yeah. wild. And if someone's talking, you can put up an order card. Like they bring you drinks and, and food to your seats in the theater. Um, but you could put up an order card saying the people next to me are talking and never have to deal <laughs> with the people next to you talking. Like the server will, like a manager will come and talk to them um, if no one else sees it. But like if you pull out your phone to text, you will be kicked out of the theater. And before movies, they sometimes play audio of people who are calling to complain because they were kicked out of a theater. <laughs> and it's 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 amazing. It's a wonderful experience. It's good food. You can get boozy milkshakes brought to your seat in a movie. And also, oh everyone is dead silent from the second that the movie starts. And it's beautiful. Yeah, that sounds pleasant. <laughs> I would fully be on board with that. That's because, like, I like movies out here. Well, out here. Uh, I like movies, but I haven't seen nearly any this year especially out here because a it's a pain to get anywhere but b it's just like uh, i forget how obnoxious people are so that would be perfect for me yeah yeah our local movie theater like started serving beers and stuff but it's like 14 dollars for a beer it's like oh my yeah, god yeah i uh yeah i think i went to one that started doing that near me back when i was back east and it's like it's nice the food's not stellar it's like tgi fridays yeah quality, so it's you know microwavable chicken wings but yeah it's just like 20 bucks for anything so it's like oof, you really gotta you, you gotta plan ahead for that that's not something you just go to on a whim pretty much but before this movie talk we were doing video game discussion uh was there anything other than god of war you wanted to mention whitney uh, <laughs> um, no, I mean, the new Hearthstone expansion, which would just came out, and I've really only played that in, like, commuting times, because that's the only free time that I've had since it came out, um, and I haven't really gotten a feel for the new cards yet, but I did open all of my card packs, and it's a good thing I did not stream the opening of the card packs, because they were <laughs> all shit. Oh, no. <laughs> Nothing interesting in 76 packs of cards. Um... Oh, man. I got the Damn. two, like, contractually obligated legendaries <laughs> for how many cards I have opened. Like, they, they re-rolled everything uh, of, like, one or two expansions back where everyone was complaining about how terrible the card packs were. And so they guaranteed that you will get a legendary every so often. But those were the only two legendaries that I got. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um and so, yeah, it was it was not a good uh, group of card. So I'm still having to, like, get new card packs and dust them in order to craft the cards that I actually want because I didn't get any of the cards that I actually want. So I still haven't really, like, filled out the new meta yet or anything, but I have dipped my toe into it a little bit. But that's all that I have as far as video game news is God of War New Hearthstone. Cool. God, Very cool. That's, that's way too relatable with uh, not Heroes of the Storm. No one plays that. Uh, with Overwatch, because <laughs> it's just oh God, I remember yeah, the the loot crates or chests or whatever they call them in Overwatch uh, are a nightmare. They used to be so good. I all right, I was actually going to disagree. I think they used to be garbage, and they've really? gotten better because from like the before... beginning. Because I feel like the beginning ones, I always got the stuff that I wanted. Like that first Christmas Overwatch, I got all of the Christmas skins that I wanted to, and I didn't buy any chests. Oh, I got absolutely none that I wanted. I and, remember Brent bitching hard about it. <laughs> well, because during the Halloween event early on, uh, before was, they yeah. it, I got, you know, they had the rest in peace pose where they're all in tombstones. Uh -huh. I got Zarya's rest in peace pose four fucking times. Oh, no. It just kept getting it. 
and there was a limited run, and that's back before they had, like, they redid the algorithm, so that's all I got, and I got, like, nothing else, and I was enraged (laughs) by it. And now it's, you pretty much can't get duplicates unless you have all of it, like, all of the common and, like, I get the step above common, like, uncommon ones. Hmm. Then you'll get duplicates of those, but you'll almost never get duplicate legendaries like you used to get. I used to, I think I got like two or three of Genji or Hanzo skin, and I was mad because I never played them. Yeah. So I was just like, I got so many duplicates all the time. And granted, I'm a high level, so you get a lot of boxes. I, but like, I, I get still. mad if I get one Hanzo skin. Yeah. Let alone <laughs> no one wants this. I don't want this. Get this out of here. It's better since I almost exclusively play Mystery Heroes, so I eventually get to use all the heroes and their skins. But, like, I was so mad. It's like, cool, another Doomfist skin. I'll never use this, because Doomfist is terrible. Mm. Or at least I'm terrible with them. I ended up just kind of giving up on wanting any skins at all, because I'm Lucio main, and they never give Lucio good skins at all, ever. They've never once given him an outfit where I've been like, oh, that's so good. Uh, I would argue the jazz one's pretty neat. I like that one. And the hockey one, I like that, but I like hockey, so maybe that's a bias. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the jazz one's okay, but, like, there's, like, two that are better than the other ones. But none of them are as cool as some of the skins that, like, Widowmaker gets or Tracer gets. Yeah, I mean, some like, yeah, Lucio's skins are, like, cool. It's like, oh, that's neat, but, yeah, none of them made me go, like, oh, fuck, I need that one right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because uh, some of the Reinhardt skins I bought immediately, like, before I even did any of the events. Uh-huh. So, I definitely understand it. I think because he's just such an odd character, it's hard to design around him because he's just kind of so unique. Like, yeah. How do you work around the rollerblades and, you know, speakers? Yeah. But, I, well, I mean, Jet Set Radio. Oh, like, God. <laughs> ties both in. Yeah, totally. Love that shit. Um, Bryn, how about you? Any games you've been playing? Uh, I've I've actually been avoiding any and all God of War stuff because honestly that might be the thing that pushes me into buying a PS4. <laughs> there's a few other good games where I'm like, oh yeah, it's pretty good. You know, maybe when that a gets ported or something. There, there's a few, um, <laughs> but like God of War is just like, fuck. I'm such a God of War like fanboy. Like I I know there's full of problems and like some of it's super uh, inappropriate in a lot of ways and it's just a dumb like hormone-filled teenage fantasy of just destroying everything and fucking all the women and killing gods with their bare hands. And it was like, that's that hit me exactly when I needed it. That was like the right teenage era for me. And I'm just such a sucker for it. Cause, plus, I love mythology, so I know like all the monsters in it before you kill them. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I will say that it's interesting not having played any of the other God of War games. This oh. is the first God of War that I've played. And how so far, I'm only like a third of the way into it, I think. And I'm not even mm-hmm. sure that I'm that far into it. Um, that's just based on what the game is telling me my objective is and how close I am to that objective. There may be yeah. a whole other objective once I get there. Um, but I'm maybe a third of the way into it. And it is so not like what I have heard about any previous God of War games. And I think part of that is the story. I think part of that is the people making the games have matured and mm-hmm. want to tell, yeah. want to tell more interesting nuanced stuff. But like, I mean, just the whole way that they're going about it does not resemble any of the things that I have heard about the previous games. Like I, I haven't found anything problematic so far. Yeah, I mean, you also have, I don't know the full story of it, but you have a kid with you most of the time, so yeah. I doubt Kratos would just pick up a random uh, Norse god and just start plowing her in front of him like he did in back in the other games when 
he's fighting the Greek yeah, gods. Yeah, not not as of yet, because you yeah. have a young so, child so far, with you. It might happen. Like, was but it so God far, of War 2, like, opening scene, like, there was, like, titties, like, exposed, and I was like, Jesus Christ, what's happening? Oh, yeah, it, it throws you in real quick. God of War was known for um, the tutorial being a big boss fight. So, in God of War 1... Yes, that was the Hydra. It was the yep. Hydra on the boat. In God of War 2, it was the Colossus of Rhodes gets brought to life. Yes! Oh, God, that was insane. In God of War 3, it's Poseidon himself. And the big finisher is he per- turns into a giant water, uh, like, horse Hydra, because he's also the god of horses, as well as the sea. Um, so it's like a multi-headed horse creature made out of water. Kratos dives through it, grabs Poseidon's physical body, like, smashes his head against a rockside cliff a few times, and then you have to press in on the joysticks on the PS3 controller, um, and while you're doing that, Kratos is stabbing his thumbs into Poseidon's eyes, but you're seeing it from Poseidon's point of view, so you're stabbing the thumbs into your own, like, into the camera's eyes, and you just murder him right then and there, and that's the tutorial for God of War 3. With L3 and R3? That's so cool. Yeah, you push in on them, and it's just like, Oh, God, it's just such, like, an over-the-top, gory, like, murder fantasy, but it's, like, filled with mythology, so I love that part of it, too. And it's just, I love those games so much. Like, the opening the-, the opening fight in this one is also mm-hmm. very interesting, and I won't say anything about it, but it's oh, very good. interesting. They did an interesting job with it. Oh, uh, that's great to hear. Yeah, I've heard nothing but, like, amazing things, like 10 out of 10, like, you know, granted, I feel like people are a little hyped up and going to give it a 10 out of 10, like Birth of the Wild, like, regardless. But I do think it could easily be, like, an 8 out of 10 at worst. Like, so I'm, that's probably going to be the thing that's going to push me over the edge to buy a PS4. So. Totally. I, I fully it. admit that I'm unbiased towards those games, like, or I'm completely biased towards those games, rather. Like, I cannot objectively grade them at all, so. <laughs> You know, don't take my opinion about it with any uh, validity. <laughs> but yeah, that uh, I've been watching a lot of Yakuza Zero streams, and I think Yakuza Six came out. Um, and those are uh, so far, as far as I know, that's only on PlayStation Four as well. So that's like a really cool game that could, you know, there's so much side quest mini stuff, mini game stuff that you can honestly play that for like I'd say probably 200 hours easy. Like, there's so much shit to do in that game. Yeah. So, That'd be a good one to get to if you, like... And it's it's an older game. Like, the 6 one just came out, and 0 came out before that. So, is probably, like, $30 now. So, nice. if you're, like, short on cash and want a long-lasting game, like, Yakuza 0, that'll last forever. Yeah, I think Corey from One Track Gamers was playing one of those games. Probably all of them. He's a hardcore gamer. It's awesome. Yeah, and 0 is, as you can tell, is the prequel to all of them, so... Uh, it seems like a good jumping in point for a lot of people. But, cool. Uh, but yeah, Whitney, I'm curious to see how you do with God of War 4. Like, essentially, the finale is your first yeah. game. Yeah. So I'm curious yeah. to see how uh, Yeah, we'll, we'll, ch- we'll check back in in uh, one or two episodes and see where I'm at. But uh, so far, my only complaint is pretty minor. And it's, um, I was before you came in, I was just saying um, that they took out, like, they changed the controls. Like, you cannot jump unless you are in front of something that you can jump onto. Oh, yeah. You, you only have one button now that's, like, your action button when you're not fighting, basically. Oh, yeah. The situational action button that does everything, depending on where you are. Yeah, and it yeah. is kind of clunky, and for me, the way that they, like, um, the way that they say this is a thing you can interact with and this is not was not clear at first. Uh, I had to turn the brightness way up on my screen. 
in order to be able to actually see it. And I spent probably 10 minutes running around being like, can I jump on this? Can I not jump on this? Can I jump down here? Can I not jump down there? And 10 minutes is too long for me to be doing that with how many video <laughs> games I played. Um, so that was that was my only like real issue with it is that they definitely have put on rails the actions that you can do and when you can do them. Um, the fighting is is pretty well orchestrated and and those controls are fine but it was just like the 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 situational action button is not yeah. super great for me but even the way you described that like in the first god of war i remember i'd be jumping around swinging both like the chain swords like with oh, like the yeah. fire like i'm literally using jump in my regular rhythm of fighting so like that's kind of bizarre to me yeah, it wasn't like a movement button, like it wasn't like a 2D fighting game like Street Fighter. It was just a part of the combo. Yeah. yeah. You, can't, you can't jump in fighting now, I don't think. I can only dodge. Okay, that's going to be interesting. I, I never liked the situational button, like the multi-tool button that does a thousand different things depending on where you are. Because, yeah, like mm -hmm. you said, it never, you know, it's a jack all trade master and none. It doesn't do any of them perfectly. Yeah. And I saw that a lot in, like, the later Assassin's Creed where it's just like, no, I don't want to jump, like, plummet off this seven-story <laughs> building i want to just jump further up higher it than mm -hmm. it is like, uh so all right that i mean as far as i can tell that's a minor complaint compared to the rest of the game so yeah, yeah. literally but that's the only thing that i have not enjoyed about it and i really what it's not even that big of a deal no jumping yeah. deal breaker <laughs> <laughs> zero out of ten yep uh but i am curious like having looking back at it like with all the hype they're you know seeing a lot of pictures of the older games coming out now the graphics definitely don't live up from maybe one and two. Definitely not the PSP games. Right. Um, three, uh, maybe it's parts of two, but three holds up better. But I'm curious to see if this inspires enough people to go back and try and replay the older ones or if they're going to release a like, remastered collection. I like, think that... Doing a lot. But isn't that's the thing? I feel like they, I don't know if it was remastered, but they would like make a collection edition of like on PS3. It's like six God of War games in one or something. So, like, were they remastered? I'm not, I don't know. Yeah, there's like collector's edition where it's like all the games bundled into one plus some bonus content or like plus a little thing that you can only get with that collection. And they weren't necessarily remastered, they were just bundled together. And then there's yeah. another collection that was the remastered collection. They do that a lot with different Holy stuff. Holy hell. But I'm curious to see if. Because I I highly doubt they'll live up after you play this. It'd be like playing Metal Gear Five and then going back to play like Metal Gear Twin Snakes. It's like oh my god, everything's worse. It's like yeah, they learned from the past. So I don't know if the past God of War games hold up too much, but they are just a straight power fantasy. If like you want that a mindless just murder machine that is this angry Greek dude, those yeah, are your games. That's extremely accurate. Yeah, I love them. Uh, but I have not been playing it. I've just been dreaming about it. Um, <laughs> what I have been playing is, hey, guess what? I lied. More Gungeon. Um, I uh -oh. actually beat it with all four characters. <laughs> Holy god <laughs> <It's>, damn. <laughs> wow. Well, it's because it's so much subsequently easier with each character because you unlock more and more and more gear. So you get better guns with each run. So the chance, it's all RNG. So the chances of getting a good gun improves. The odd thing is I played the convict for the first time, one character. And I did this uh, blessing, it's called, where you actually only get one gun, but it randomizes after so much damage. So after you shoot so many enemies, it'll change to a different gun. Um, and I actually beat it, beat the convict with the blessing on my first try. So I don't know if that's particularly hard, but I at least was surprised I was able to do that. Sounds impressive. Yeah. 
I mean, a, a lot of uh, Gungeon is just straight RNG. Like, you'll do a floor and you'll have, you'll never get hit. You'll do perfectly fine. You'll get a bonus for not getting hit, which is an extra heart. But you'll get no keys. And if you get no keys, you can't unlock the chest and you have much less gear and it just will fuck you over. And there's a really not much you can do to get, like counter that. You just, you know, do a new run. Damn, that sounds just like Path to the Sky to me, but different. I gotta give Gungeon a chance. It's I really recommend it, but the only caveat I say is the worst is the it's a bad beginning because you have all the traditional guns like an AK forty seven, uh, you know, pit, various pistols and just real real life guns, and those are boring and don't really do much damage. And then as you get further and unlock more stuff, you get like. A rail gun that shoots uh, like a thousand damage and ricochets around the room and kills everything in one shot, or like you know a beehive where you just shoot bees but they home onto your enemy. So like, and then you get different power ups to it. So like, I I think the beginning is rough, but maybe after the five hour point, you'll definitely know if you want to keep going with it. And then once you go further, you'll be hooked. So I I highly recommend it. But also, I'm an I'm a roguelike addict, so you know once again, take my recommendations with a grain of salt. Yeah, try this game called Crack Cocaine. Oh, it's great. What are you buying? Oh, God um, damn it! <laughs> that's your go-to voice. Um, it always is. Shit. <laughs> I've also been playing uh, Project Dem with a buddy of mine. It's like the fan-made or fan-modded uh, uh, Super Smash Brothers game for, I think it's Melee? It's Or Brawl? I forget which one it is. The one with like, hmm. Fox and Lucario and Mewtwo. I think it's the third one. Okay. Um, so I'm playing that online with a buddy and just getting my shit rocked. I forgot how terrible I am at Smash. And it's a lot harder to play on a keyboard and mouse because I couldn't get my controller to work. But it's, it's it's actually passable. It's harder. But, like, it's feasible. Unlike, uh, like, Guilty Gear or Street Fighter. Like, you need a controller for those. Yeah, do you prefer a controller? Are you going to get one? Uh, I definitely prefer it, but I definitely prefer the GameCube controller when playing Smash because I'm so used to the C-Stick and just the layout of the buttons. And to get a GameCube controller hooked to the PC, you need like a different port, you need this and that. It's not worth it. I don't play it enough to justify it right now. I just got to figure out how to get my PS3 controller to work and I'll do better. But I, like I said, I've been kind of using the keyboard and mouse, so I might be relearning, reteaching myself that way. But I don't know. We'll see. Nice. Uh, as, as well as that, I've also been playing Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg, which is a GameCube game from uh, Team Sega. This is uh, real? Or Team Sonic. Yes, this is actually a real one. <laughs> it's basically a 3D platformer with Katamari and Pokemon. All right, you pretty much sold me. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I mean, I remember renting it from Blockbuster. Like, oh, that's an old sentence. Uh, I remember renting it a ton. And playing it, and it, I remember being really fun, but now that I'm playing it as I'm older, <laughs> the controls aren't great, and you're rolling around a giant egg, like in Katamari, like you would in Katamari, and you pick up different fruit, and as the fruit, as you get more fruit, the egg gets bigger and bigger, until it eventually hits the limit, and you can hatch it. And depending on what the egg is, it can either be a power-up for you, it can be uh, nothing, like the generic egg doesn't hatch in anything, or it can be a little animal that helps you, and all the animals have different elements, like a flying fire rhino, a penguin dog that shoots water, a flying monkey that shoots lightning, and they'll help you out through the rest of the level in different like puzzles. But the bitch of it is, since it's a platformer, it's like a Sonic level where it's just floating islands, 
and like no guardrails. So it's so easy to just lose control of the egg or to just roll off the side completely. Or my favorite scenario where you have to bounce up to a high ledge, land the egg, but then you don't press forward enough. So then the le- the egg stays up top and then you fall down the cliff. So then you have to get back up. But the only to get way- the only way to get back up with the boost is with an egg. So you have to find another egg, and by the time you get back up there, the other one's gone. So the controls aren't ideal. That makes it, sense. It's a good bit of nostalgia, and it's just an interesting game. Like it's you know you won't see many like it. It's similar to Katamari, but even st- even compared to that, it's still pretty different. Neat. So um yeah, that's a GameCube game I'm playing on my computer. Wink. So you know how it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait. If you don't mind me asking, what emulator do you use? Uh, Dolphin. It's pretty much the go-to for GameCube games. Okay, cool. I gotta see if my thing, RetroArch, has that ability. Probably not. I'd probably need something better. Um, I, I'll I would recommend Dolphin, just because there's such a massive community behind it. They're updating it constantly, and it's pretty, like, I wouldn't say flawless, but it probably runs the best out of any emulator I've seen. That's good and to hear. Um, ton of GameCube games. So one thing you said in there was fucking blockbuster, and it reminded me like you said that's such an old sentence to say. And I, some of our listeners are like, "What the hell is that?" And it's oh, just God, so I sad. Not. I hope not either. But yeah, I just, that makes me if, feel so old. I know, but think if about you're that. Young I know. Where you don't remember what blockbusters? You should not listen to this podcast. No, that's true. I say abhorrent things. I say yeah. unforgivable things that a child should not hear. It's true, but the weirdest thing about Blockbuster is is that there's still one in existence in Alaska, and I have a friend. <laughs> I have a friend, no doubt, joke that was living in Alaska for quite some time, and he literally posted a status not even like a week ago, and it was just, "Hey, so while I was in Alaska, I actually stopped at that last Blockbuster," and it was just like, it's just so fucking crazy. He was there, and it's just, I don't know. I, I it's almost, it's very unfair that that's a thing. It's unfair. like you've taken this from us all. Like, but this little <laughs> section of America gets to enjoy it. It's kind of like legalizing pot, too. <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> I don't think that's a great comparison. Um, for a second, I thought you were going to say he he's living in the blockbuster. No. <laughs> um, but no, it's. I don't think. I don't think it is. It's. It's definitely nostalgia because so much of so many of us grew up with it, and now we are adults, so we're reflecting fondly on it. Um, but it's just, it's an outdated service. Netflix kicked its ass and it had the chance to buy out Netflix early on back when Netflix was mailing, uh, DVDs to people. Yeah. It was like, nah, that'll never catch on. And, you know, look at them now. Yeah, so, no, you're right. I, I mean, there's yeah. no point to it these days. Like it, yeah. he even said, he's like, I browse the aisles, lots of DVDs, I guess. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, what the fuck would you and do in a blockbuster? DV- <laughs> apparently even DVDs are outdated now. Like I've heard people talking, they're like, oh, you buy DVDs still? It's like. Blu-ray or uh, direct to download, like it seems to be the way to go now. It's just like uh, I don't, I don't give a shit about Blu-ray. So yeah, DVDs are still relevant, but yeah, it seems like they're kind of getting phased out too. They kind of are. I felt like over the past few years, I haven't. I've been like, I'm not going to buy a DVD if I have a Blu-ray player. So I've I've built the collection. I mean, yeah, especially if you have a PS3 or PS4, like that's a Blu-ray player built in. Exactly. Those, Um, but it's just. I, I mean, I've definitely been cutting down on the shows and movies I've been buying just because I don't watch them. Like, out here, I brought the last Airbender series and Over the Garden Wall because I watch that every year. Otherwise, I didn't bring any other DVDs because I just, I never get around to watching them. 
it's always nice when like you buy a movie and it's like the HD digital versions included or like you get the DVD and the Blu-ray or something. But then I guess they kind of hike up the price because you're getting multiple copies. You get multiple copies. I, I do really enjoy commentaries. So like Gravity Falls just got announced that they're releasing that whole series and they're going to add a bunch of commentary to it because that's what everyone's asking for. So I'm going to buy that because I enjoy the special features of it. But whenever I get just a regular movie that I, I enjoy but don't really care of how it's made. I don't watch it, but then if it's on cable, if I'm just like channel surfing, I see it, I'll watch it then. I was like, wait, why am I watching it now, but not when I own the DVD? And, you know, I realized, I'm like, I should probably just stop wasting my money with the DVDs. Yeah. I've I've moved around too much. I just stopped buying physical media. Uh, Even I like commentary. I mean, like, I said for a long time that I got more out of watching commentaries on DVDs than I got out of my entire very expensive film school education. <laughs> um, oh, ooh, too real, too real. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. And even even that being said, I just I've moved too many times. I still haven't gotten rid of any of the physical media that I have previously owned, but it got to a point where I was like, I can't add to this anymore. It's too easy to get digital media, and it's just so much better for me and my life to to not have it to lug around. I already have too much stuff, so I just. Even with commentary as part of the package, I just stopped stopped buying actual DVDs a long time ago. I, I just couldn't anymore. Yeah, moving around is actually why I became like a PC gamer when I went to college. And then after college, I moved to New York for a bit and moved back and then moved out here. And it's just like, I, don't, I can't be lugging around two consoles, maybe three consoles, and a TV with me every time I move. So I'm just like, put it on the PC. Like, just get it all in one pl- easy place that I'm bringing with me anyway. Yeah. So it's yeah. just more convenient. It definitely is, but oh man, I do. There is something about owning a physical collection of stuff. But back to video games. There's only one thing I really wanted to bring up that I actually haven't been playing, but I downloaded earlier today and plan on playing a lot of. Uh, it's this new Harry Potter mobile game called Harry Potter Hogwarts Mystery, and um, it's free. I played a little bit hmm. of it today, but I only literally got through like the first lessons. I I was okay. sorted and did like one lesson, and that was it. Excellent. That's about where I'm planning on getting before I go to bed tonight. I just want to create my character and get sorted, really. Um, but it's, I feel like it's for just Harry Potter fans, like nostalgia's sake. It's going to be kind of a mix between choose your own adventure, but like not, it's very, I feel like going to be limited. One thing that I've been reading about reviews, which you kind of have to expect with a mobile game is that it's going to, Well, yeah, tons of that. You have to spend your own money if you want to actually play the game. You can't even like play for like if you're just like, I love this game so much, I want to sit down and play it for 12 hours. First of all, you have a problem and shouldn't do that. (laughs) But second of all, if you ever had the desire, you want to be able to anyway because the game like is like, oh, your character only has so much energy and you have to like wait time until you come back to play the game, which that's actually in all reality, I, it encourages like, don't play this all fucking day. It's just like, come back at a later time, but it's also more or less a, a, a means to an end of being like, now if we introduce microtransactions, you don't have to fucking wait. So it's like Mm -hmm. an easy way for them to make, make money. That's definitely what it is. It's also, like you said, it's a good way to limit it. Like, hey, don't spend all your time on this. I was like, oh, good idea. And then I never play the game again because you know, <laughs> I have to wait and I forget how long it takes to reset. That happened so, to me with plenty of mobile games. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. happened to me with mobile games too. It's a good way to lose like the free players, but also they're free players, so you probably don't care about them to begin with. <laughs> that's true. They just the fact that they downloaded it and uninstalled, they're like, that's a download. So uh, yeah, that's one that counts. <laughs> just like this podcast, if you download uh, hey. it, that counts. I don't care if you listen. 
works for us. Um, <laughs> no, we do want you to listen. Please tell your friends. Uh, but that's really <laughs> all the games. Um, I do have a quick game of I Was Warris for you guys. Let's let's dive into that. Oh, jeez. Now we are going to play. Wait, I am the walrus, or I was the walrus. <laughs> I was yes. the walrus. I was and the that's, walrus. I don't the, know. <laughs> that's no, it's fair. It's because uh, I don't even know the the running idea with this game is like I feel like Brandon has always been the walrus because he's never lost. Like you know, he's not. He's he's been the guy with the most points it. in this Fat. game. So, uh-huh. but I want it to be a point where someone could beat him, and then like all of a sudden they're the walrus. So like we're all like trying to be the walrus, but it's like I was the walrus was that that the whole reason behind that. And and the Beatles and other things, whatever. It's tough to beat me just because I play the most. Like That's I'm on true. the most episodes, and you're usually the one asking questions. And so. I'm still biased against you, and you still win. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that that's the thing. Uh Whitney's gonna be judging tonight, so it's me versus Bren. Give us a category. Alright, so this category is what are chemtrails made of? Oh, god damn it. <laughs> Fucking tinfoil hats coming out. Yeah. Um Oh boy! All right. Do you go with the goof answer. Do you go with the legitimate answer? Well, see, that's the, what I... this game is all about knowing your audience. Just yeah. like apples to apples, or Cards Against Humanity, or anything like that. You have to go with what you think. I will find the best answer. Oh the, God! I, the question. Like... The question, Brett, is: mm-hmm. Do you know me well enough to know what the best answer is for me? I can definitively say no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I found out there's a board game and like esports gaming bar near me, uh, which is actually pretty neat. Uh, crazy expensive though, like way too much. But they got a ton of these card games because they're just easy, like simple rules, and mm-hmm. you can just get drunk and play them with friends. And there's one that was I forget exactly what the name was, but it was about memes, where the category card was a meme, and you essentially add the text to it. And it's just like part of me hates it, but it was fun playing it, so... <laughs> all right. It worked. Um, all right, chemtrails. Yeah, I have a really dumb answer, so I think I'm ready. I, I don't even want to come up with anything that makes more sense. Hey, Doug, this is a really dumb game. I know. So it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then maybe it'll win. All right, I got mine. All right. Three, two, one. Listerine. Vape. Planes are vaping. They were the oh, inventors of the no. vape. They're flying by, spraying down uh, grape cotton candy uh, vape all over us. It's like Listerine, like mist though, because it's like keeping the skies fresh, but also there's fluoride in there, so it is actually like dumbing down our people. <laughs> oh, oh boy! Uh, <laughs> if we're gonna blame something for dumbing down our people, I think we're gonna have to take the first blame over Ken Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, true. yeah <laughs> that's definitely true. Uh, sorry, I Doug. Vape jokes will always win. Oh, no. Yeah. Vape niche. 
Yeah, I, you can't see it, but I'm making the vape niche uh, hand symbol, <laughs> the gang sign. Oh uh, god, I don't even know what that looks like, and I'm proud of myself for it's that. It's like a V and an N. It's stupid as shit. Yeah, uh, god damn it. One more derailing, uh, especially to Overwatch. Uh, one of my favorite things is I saw someone make a uh, fan, like people made fan stuff in Overwatch with the models all the time, and uh, I forget what it's called, uh, Source Filmmaker. And someone made it of uh, May, the girl who sprays ice everywhere, mm-hmm. uh, as like a vapor. So she's spraying her ice, and it looks like a white cloud, and she's doing the vape niche uh, like symbol with her hands. And I hate it and love it at the same time. Yeah, uh, I, I feel the same way about every vape joke, but it'll always win with me. So, <laughs> so there we go. Uh, there we all go. right, next category is who would make the worst Hollywood couple? Ooh. Oh Ooh. man! I wish Ooh, I knew really celebrities. Right <laughs> yeah, go there. Names. Go there. <laughs> oh, but worse in what sense? There's the truth. Well, question. yeah, no. There's there's a lot of different ways that this this could go. Yeah. Oh, I got a great topical one, but oh man, I shouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got my morally terrible one. That's going to be in the pocket if I can't think of anything better. Uh, the Kool-Aid Man and a White Rug. Could that be a Hollywood power couple? Oh, no. Are they in Hollywood? No. Yeah. No, vetoes. I don't know, maybe. The judge vetoes that. No? Okay. <laughs> it would be terrible. He'd stain it all the time. God, I hate it, because like, once you have your first thought, you can't think of anything else. So it's just mm-hmm. like, shit, I guess that's what I'm going with then. Yep, that's always my trouble. Is that like the first thing that pops into my head can be such a non sequitur and not funny and also not interesting. But once it's in there, you can't get it out again. Yeah, it's it's the only thing you can think of. Oh wait, I think I got it. I got mine. Oh wait, hold on, I gotta remember his name though. Holy shit! Um... <laughs> okay, we're good. All right, so three, two, one. I'm going to say Fred Durst and Christina Aguilera. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, okay. I was going to be topical and say Bill Cosby and Harvey Weinstein. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Because he just got uh, filed for three counts of sexual assault. Yeah. That motherfucker's going away for a long time. I think that would actually be the best Hollywood couple because they deserve (laughs) one another. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, man. I was going to say, let uh, me raise you Kanye and Trump. Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> let me raise you Kanye and a gun in his mouth. Uh, <laughs> I, oh, but like... Yeah, no, I think... Once, I think, and I think any couple that has Fred Durst in it is automatically the worst for me. Uh, I, I think, there was I like, think oh, that one wins. Fair. Yay! That's, that's the thing. I feel like there was a time in their life where there was that sexual tension. They it's, might have even dated, and he like had lyrics about her in his music and stuff. And it was just like, mm-hmm. did you guys even hook up? Like, you can't do that. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Here we go. Uh, during two thousand two uh, oh, uh, MTV Music Awards, Durst performed Lip Biscuits "Living It Up" as a duet with Christina Aguilera. So there was a time where they crossed. Because I do remember that as well. I well, think they were hooking up. I, while you guys were thinking about your answers, I thought about the worst Hollywood couple that actually exists, and I still think that it is Tim Burton and Helen Bonham Carter. Wow! I feel very attacked right now. Oh no, what? I, what's, what is this? Why them? Because they, um, first of all, they don't really like each other. 
Like, well, that's uh, sad. That's true. They're in a very good partnership and they have worked out how to be together, but they don't really yeah. like one another. But also, <laughs> I feel like they're, I feel like they just exacerbate each other's most, like, strongest qualities, not best qualities, but strongest qualities but strongest, for the best and for the way. worst. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think, I think that they are just, uh, just not. I just, I just don't like them as a couple. I think they're good individually, <laughs> and I don't dislike stuff that they've done. I just don't get them as a couple. Hey, you know what? That's actually very valid. Yeah. I, uh, I can understand that. All right, so this, this one is theoretically the tiebreaker, because you've each yes. got one right now. So yeah. So oh, yeah. Uh, you drunkenly got a tattoo on your forehead, and you were trying to get it removed. What is it, slash what does it say? What is the tattoo of? Fuck, this is slightly reminiscent of, like, and I actually researched it because uh, it was on an episode, like, 95 of our podcast, so way back, Mark, Brent, and I did a I Was Walrus, and it was something about tattoos, like, what could you tattoo on somebody and where? And I, I remember bringing up, like, tattooing a Harley Davidson logo on his head, and he did something ridiculous to me. But anyway, that's just for anyone who's interested in checking that out. Uh, <laughs> anyone just for that callback? Good luck finding what episode that was. No, it was 95. I gave him that. Oh. <laughs> but, okay. but anyway, um, I this is tough. First of all, do, Bren, do you realistically think you'd find yourself in a situation like this? Where I drunkenly get a tattoo? Hell no. Yeah, it could happen. I, I honestly don't get drunk that much anymore. No, and me neither. Yeah, that's true. I think the... I think the real key to this one is that it has to be obviously a stupid tattoo because you got it drunk and you got it on your forehead, but also it has to be something that you might get if you were drunk enough. Like it can't just be like a Harley Davidson tattoo just because that's a terrible tattoo to have on your head. Like for this one, particularly, I think you got it on yourself. So you had to at one point and your drunken stupor thought it was a good idea or a cool thing to do. And I think that makes it harder. All right, okay, I so think I'm ready. Realistic. You guys got to dig deep for this one, is what I'm saying. Oh, all right. Well, I'll give my answer then because I won't. I wouldn't ever realistically get this. I was gonna say Tim and Helena uh, five ever. <laughs> okay. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't realistically get. Uh-huh. I would get Tim and Johnny Depp. Forever. Yeah, yeah. That's also a a terrible Hollywood couple. It's, it's also a bad couple. Yeah, I'll I'll agree with that one. Yeah. I really think maybe the key factor here is Tim Burton Tim just Burton? makes yeah. everybody worse by hanging out with them. I mean, it his one of his most iconic movies is Nightmare Before Christmas, and he didn't even direct it. Like yeah. he just slapped his name on. It. He's a producer, but everyone thinks he directed it. So I kind of feel bad for the guy who did. Um. All right, shit. Now I actually have to think about it if it's going to be like, oh, real. All right, I actually know what it is. Yeah, this, I know what mine is too. I'm, this is I think I'm ready. I would drunkenly get <laughs> I hate it because it's an answer for like the last five times I've played this game. Oh, no. It better not yeah. be dildos. All right. <laughs> no. All right. Three, two, one. I was going through my wallet really drunk and I found my Blockbuster membership and I got that fucker <laughs> tattooed on my forehead. Uh, I would get a, I would get a quote from my dad so I could always remember him and it would say don't get a tattoo. Cuz he always tells me that and I feel like a drunk little shit <laughs> me would actually get that tattooed on my body somewhere. I sure hope it would have like little quotations around it and then like a hyphen dad. Yeah, dad. Yeah. <laughs> never never get a tattoo, quote dad. 
I don't know who won this one, guys. Those were both really good. Yeah. Because he always said, if I ever get a tattoo, he has a belt sander and he knows when I sleep. So, <laughs> Oh, if you had that as a, a tramp stamp, I think you'd win. <laughs> that, yeah, that's the, the first part's on my forehead. The rest of it's on the tramp stamp. <laughs> it's a part um, one and two tattoo. I really, it's a part one and tattoo. Ah. I really like the dad quote a lot, but I think that the blockbuster card on your forehead is funnier to me. So I think yes. Doug wins. So would you actually get a blockbuster tattoo? Hey, if I was drunk enough, I'd, hey, I'm trying to get it removed after all. Finally beat Bren. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. You just have to have a biased judge. Oh, no. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say though, for anyone who does have regret about tattoos, uh, they don't come off that easily. Don't think it's just an easy removal process. Uh, you still get some scarring, so really make sure you want that tattoo. Yeah, well, that's how we play. I was a walrus. Alright guys, well that was a fun one. Let's wrap this up with some plugs. Uh, Whitney, where can our listeners find you and your other podcast? I am at Whitney underscore Nelson, N-E-L-S-E-N on Twitter, and my other podcast is Historical Hotties, where we take different categories of historical figures and try and figure out which one is the biggest babe. Um, And yeah, you can find us everywhere. Uh, The podcast name is Historical Hotties, but we are at Historically Hot on pretty much all social media, and that's how you can find me. Cool. How about you, Brent? Who's hotter? Abraham Lincoln. Or Tony Obama. Shaloub. Tony Shaloub. Yep, I knew oh, oh. <laughs> oh my god, that was so quick. That uh, <laughs> caught me off guard. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, I'm uninteresting and don't have anything worth uh, plugging for myself. But our buddy Aunt B, who typically provides all the music for the show, except for this episode where we actually used uh, T.J. Cutman's song, um, but Aunt B, we usually use his music for every other game and everything else, is actually going to be performing at Dance Festopia 2018. Nice. Which is going to be in Kansas City? Emerald City? Somewhere in Kansas. Look up Dance Festopia. It's the only thing happening. Uh, but it's happening September 6th to the 10th, and he's actually going to be performing there. So if you're anywhere in the Kansas area or close to it, go check it out. He'll be the only one sober at the entire festival. <laughs> that sounds about right. And I have family in Kansas, so maybe I'll try to set that up. But very cool plug. Uh, listener, if you like our show, please give us a like, follow, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. Get in touch with us. Join the Facebook group. Uh, we're all findable at ABT Silence on social media, Twitch. Uh, we like to live stream the episodes. We didn't this time, but we will be hopefully in the future. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let us know what you guys think. Uh, send us categories for Ives Wall Risk, Game or No Game, all that kind of stuff. And tell a friend. But thanks for tuning in. We will be back next week. See you guys next time. Bye. See you.